Thanks for joining us. This is the Oklahoma Youth Podcast, and we hope that you'll be blessed by today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our channel, share this episode with your friends, and leave a five-star rating and review. For more information on our ministries and events, visit oklahomayouth.org. And now, let's enjoy today's episode together. the rap battles this week. Listening to your youth president rap battle uh, would bring a great smile to your face in so many ways. You guys can sit down. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you for participating in worship. Uh, Raise your hand if you said that you, you got very little sleep last night. Sweet. Awesome. Two hours of sleep. That's that is not enough. Well, I let me just tell you this. When I so I'm like super old now. I'm I'm like above twenty, and uh, I, I remember coming to camps like this. And can I just be honest with you? Your life could absolutely change this week. And I know that sounds like kind of a cliche, like oh, it was a life changing camp, but I'm, I mean that when I say your life could literally change this week if you're willing. To, to lean in and you're willing to apply some of the things that you hear this week, uh, your life could literally change. That was a really awesome session this morning, by the way. Uh, Aaron, thank you for that. That was incredible. Let's give it up for that. This, uh, the, the topic of mental health absolutely matters. Uh, I feel right at home uh, with you guys because I'm a, I'm a youth pastor and a lot of my students are right in your age demographic right now. So I'm excited to be hanging out with you guys. Um, I have a sneaky suspicion that one of the teams is going to win this week. So we'll just have to, we'll we'll just have to let this, we'll have to let the scoreboard speak for us. Um, But uh, I'm excited to be here. I like to, when, I remember when I was a student, I like to kind of hear a little bit about the speakers and who they are. As, as uh, Brother Borders said, I'm a phenomenal rapper. Um, not, not entirely true. I'm better than him, but. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see this week. Uh, as he said, I'm married to, my wife is Evelyn. I have a picture of Evelyn and my dogs. Um, I think we got that. I have two mini golden doodles. Any dog people in the room? Any, uh, there they are. Any cat people? Minus points for the cat people. <laughs> So, so I'm a dog person. Uh, I'll show you another picture of my wife and my little girl. Her name's Elsie, and uh, she is just under two years old, and she, yes, aww, that's usually the, rea- the reaction that people get, and they're like, she obviously got her looks from mom, and I'm like, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, so I got a question for you guys this morning. What's the best sport ever? Soccer, okay. 
Let me ask you this. Hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. Raise your hand if you're a soccer fan. Raise your hand. Okay. Any golf fans? I figured I wouldn't get many with that one. Any football fans? A lot of football fans. So let me ask you this. What's the best, football fans, what's the best team in the NFL? OU? Is that even a football, is that even an NFL team? College. Okay, so I'm from Wisconsin, and I, I got to show you something. Can you throw that, that hat up here? So because I'm from Wisconsin, we like to eat cheese. It's not, that's not just like a, that's not a myth. That's like actual reality. Uh, and if, if I, I love cheese too. And Green Bay, where the Green Bay Packers play at Lambeau Field, we can, well, I, I, you guys need some prayer. I, I better see you guys at the altar tonight. So Green Bay is is about 25 minutes north of me, and where they play is Lambeau Field, and what's really awesome about Lambeau Field is you're going to find lots of these cheeseheads there because they got some big supporters. Uh, you can show this picture of, a, of a, the cheesehead. There's a, there's a lot of people that will wear these hats because they're big uh, Green Bay Packer fans. Uh, let me show you a picture. Has anyone ever had a cheese curd? Okay. Cheese curds here might be a little bit different than cheese curds in, you know, in Wisconsin. Let me, let me, these, just for your imagination, these are golf ball sized deep fried cheese curds. There's a reason that I'm not as skinny as Brother Borders. <laughs> There's a reason, and this is, this is one of the main reasons right here. Uh, but one of the most uh, recognizable, so, so because we're cheese heads in and because we like the Green Bay Packers, one of the most recognizable cheers in all of sports is, I heard someone say it already, is go, pack, go. Now, just lay aside our differences. Lay aside whatever beef you may have with the Green Bay Packers. I'll let the Lord deal with you on that one. You can pray through later. But for a second... Can everyone say go, pack, go? We're going to do, do it together. It's very, three simple words. Go, pack, go. All right, you ready? Three, two, one. Go, pack, go. So what's really cool is when they, when, you know, the crowd is getting hyped, they got the music going, and it's like, dun, 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 dun. Go, pack, go. Let me try it. Dun, 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 dun. Now, pretend, just pretend like you're a Packer fan for a minute. And I want to hear, that was kind of a lame, like, go, Pack, go. Dun, 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 dun. Go, Pack, go. Hey, hey. Dun, 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 dun. Go, Pack, go. Hey, hey. Go, Pack, go. Some of you didn't, some of you didn't say it because you're like, I'm not going to participate because I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan. That's so, so. Today, this morning, I want to talk to you about something that's a little bit different, and I want to talk about something, I'm going to take a spin-off of Go, Pack, Go, and I want to preach to you on the topic of Grow, Pack, Grow. Now, one of the most interesting things 
about Lambeau Field is not the players. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is good. Some of you said he's washed up. That's fine. But one of the most interesting things and one of the, the reasons that people from all over North America come to Green Bay, Wisconsin to tour Lambeau Field is to see the, the grass that they play on, to see this coveted, uh, there, there's been a, you know, a sold-out game ever since 1960. This is like football mecca, whether you're a Packer fan or not. A lot of people respect Lambeau Field. And the thing that I want to talk to you about this morning is not the players, it's not the sport of football, but it's the grass. It's the, the grass in which they play. I was just at Lambeau Field a few weeks ago for a, a Lambeau Field tour, and they do these tours, and it's really awesome. And... As the tour guide begins to talk about how they take care of the grass, it's not just like your average run-of-the-mill, let's, uh, you know, let's just mow the grass and pay some guy you know, 10, 15 bucks to do it. It's, it's very intense how they take care of the grass. And I want to just walk you through this really quick, and I'm going to circle back to it. So first of all, the tour guide began to explain how the foundation matters. I've got, I've got some pictures that I want to show you uh, of the, the, uh, the soil. So the soil mattered because uh, the, the, maybe you've heard this before, maybe you've not heard of this, um, but every field that you're going to see that's in professional you know, soccer or, or football, there's going to be a slight slope because they don't want pooling of water when it rains. They don't want it to pool in the center. So it's going to slope very, very slightly. It's, it's almost invisible to the naked eye. And so they start with this foundation because below the surface matters. Above the soil and above this, this uh, the, the first layer, there's going to be five and a half inches of pea gravel. And then above this, I've got a picture. They have, have created an underground heating system. This is where it gets crazy. This, this uh, 43 miles of three-fourth inch tubing that goes above that soil, then we're still below the surface here, all right? You with me? So we're still below the surface, and this, these, uh, this, these tubing pumps glycol through, uh, which is like basically what's in antifreeze, and it pumps it through the whole system, and it keeps the whole ground from freezing at the root level. And so above this, above this underground heating system, there, there is, on, as we're getting towards the surface level, the grass is very important because on the surface level, there's Kentucky bluegrass, but there's also small uh, synthetic fibers that is stitched into the grass. And these fibers extend seven inches below the surface, and they extend one inch above the surface. And I'll explain that a little bit more a little bit later. But, okay, so you live in Wisconsin. It gets cold in Wisconsin, right? Yes, it gets very cold. Grass doesn't really grow throughout the whole NFL season because, you know, fall football is really awesome except when you live in Wisconsin and it's negative it's 30. Grass doesn't really grow at negative 30. And so typically grass dies in Wisconsin during the winter. That's what we call normal. But there's this thing called grow lights. And I want to show you a picture of these grow lights that they put on top of the field to trick the grass into growing longer into the season than it ever would have because, let's be honest, the, the uh, short days, you know, for everyone really, but especially in Wisconsin, the short cold days is just not enough to sustain grass for growing. And so these grow lights help the grass to stay warm and it helps it to think that, hey, it's still summer, we should continue to grow. 
I was taking this tour, and I was fascinated by all of this information, but the tour guide said something that absolutely rocked me one day. He said this, you could go in the middle of winter, you could go anywhere outside. Now, now this is outside, if you can't tell. It's, this is not covered, so they don't control you know, the air outside. But he said, if you go anywhere a quarter of a mile outside of Lambeau Field in any direction during the middle of winter, the grass is going to be dead, it's going to be lifeless, it's going to be brown, there's going to be snow on the ground. But inside Lambeau Field, because of the care, the time, and the attention put into the grass, grass is growing and it's flourishing in the middle of winter. And I began to think about this, and the Lord spoke to me and said very clearly, and I want to say this on the first morning of Oklahoma Teen Camp, you do not have to look like your surroundings. You do not have to look like your surroundings. It, it, it may be normal for you to go into school and for students age 11, 12, 13, 14 years old to be vaping between classes. That might be the norm, but you don't have to look like what's normal around you. You don't have to look like what's, what's around you. You may be here and you've got a, a broken family and where, where, where everyone hates each other and no one gets along. You don't have to look like your surroundings. You don't have to. You're not required to look like your surroundings. You may be here this morning and, and you heard this, this topic about uh, mental health and you, the, 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 you know, the buzzwords of anxiety and, and depression and mental health. And the enemy has had a stronghold up here for a long time. You don't have to look like that. You're not required to stay in the same. When I say that your life could literally change this week, it literally can change this week if you're willing to grow. If you're willing to grow. You may have walked in this morning bound. You can walk out with victory. You can walk out today with victory. So let's talk about that foundation. The foundation was critical. The foundation, if they, if they put the wrong soil in there, it, it's gonna, the grass isn't going to grow or it's going to grow really weird. I, I'm just going to be really, really transparent with you guys this morning. Is that okay? So I live in Appleton, Wisconsin, and uh, parts of the city is very liberal, and uh, a lot of the school districts kind of do what they want. We don't live in the Bible Belt. It's not a, inherently a Christian school district. There's a lot of struggles that our, our kids face. Um, but just about everything I can think of is celebrated in our middle schools. Just about everything I can think of is celebrated. You want to identify as that, you want to be this, you want to be that, it's celebrated. This is, a, I want to encourage, I want, I want everyone to get this. It is time to celebrate being apostolic. It's time to celebrate being apostolic. Your foundation matters. Your foundation, it absolutely matters. So we live in, like I said, we live in a very liberal school district. And the, the, one of the schools had recently said, hey, we're going to do away with all dress code. There's going to be no dress code. And all the parents are like, uh, why? <laughs> they didn't want to inhibit student creativity. Maybe this is just up by me, uh, but has anyone ever heard of furries? So you can imagine, you can imagine the impact that this had on the school. The school said, we don't care what you wear. And so guess what? The students showed up wearing tails 
and cat ears and all kinds of weird stuff. And guess what? The school kind of opened the door and asked for that. They were celebrated. Can we stop apologizing for being apostolic? We, you don't have to apologize that you're different. Everyone celebrates different. It's time for us to say, hey, I'm called, I'm chosen. I look a little bit different than what's around me. I, I look a little bit different than the norm. But you know what? It's okay. I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to say I'm different for a purpose. I'm different for a reason. And I'm not going to apologize about it. I'm not ashamed about it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's who I am. Maybe, maybe you're here this morning and, and this is your first time at camp or you're relatively new in, in the church scene. Being apostolic, I think sometimes we, we overcomplicate it. And if someone says, hey, you're, you're Pentecostal, you're, you're apostolic, what, what does that mean? It, apostolic is very simple. We just preach what the apostles taught in the Bible. That's all. The apostles taught repentance. The, the apostles taught baptism in Jesus' name. The apostles taught being filled with the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name. Which, if you have not received this week, guess what? You're going to. You're going to get it this week. This is your week. The apostles taught holiness and separation. The apostles taught righteousness, righteous living, holy living. This is all, this, that's what it means to be apostolic. So if you're up for that, your foundation matters. Remember I told you about that heating system, that 43 miles of the, the tubing? When it's, here, here's what's crazy. The, the, that tubing keeps the, the root level above 55 degrees because you know why? At 55 degrees and below, grass starts dying. And so they operated this system that says we're never going to allow these root levels to freeze. Even though it's normal for grass to freeze in Wisconsin, they're changing what's norm. When those... I know it might get a little cold here in Oklahoma, but I'm telling you, when I say 30 below zero, 40 below zero, I'm not exaggerating. This is like normal to me. Pray for me, saints. When it's those cold, bitter days, you walk outside and you're just instantly angry. Like, does the Holy Ghost still move at 30 below zero? <laughs> but what about when the spiritual temperature of your school is below zero? What about when the, the spiritual temperature of your home is a little bit cold? It's a, it's a few weeks from camp, and that fire has kind of died down a little bit. Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one cord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house as they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues as of, everyone say it with me, fire, and it sat upon each of them. Instantly they began to speak in tongues and instantly they were put in contrast with the world. They looked different. They sounded different. They were immediately put in contrast so that when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues, and we continue to walk in the Spirit, we experience what's called fruit of the Spirit. That immediately puts us in contrast with the world. So when it's normal for everyone in your class to be hating one another, what you're producing is love. I'm going to say that again. When it's normal for everyone to be hating each other, you're immediately put in contrast with the world because you're operating in the spirit. You're producing love. When it's normal to be plagued with anxiety and depression and do nothing about it, 
you can walk that same journey, that same road, and say, you know what? Because of God's spirit inside of me, I'm going to work through that. I'm going to respond to a few things. And what I'm producing is in contrast to the world, and that's joy. When the only thing that makes sense is fear, you have peace. And the only thing that makes sense is fear, you have peace. Remember I talked about the stitching in the grass on the root level? Uh, Here's what's cool. These synthetic fibers are stitched together with a root system. And normally when 300-pound linebackers land in the grass, you know, they got to kind of replace some of the grass. But what happens is that that those, those synthetic fibers take the roots and they make them stronger. They bring them together. And so when someone falls on that grass, the whole grass goes and comes back. There's strength in that grass because they're stitched together. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus and he encouraged the body of Christ with these words. He said this, and he gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Everyone say, I play a role. Your role may look different than Brother Border's role this week. And that's okay. We don't need 100 youth presidents running around here. That'd be, that'd be really weird. But you're needed. Verse 16, from the whole body, joined and knit together. Verse 16, from the whole body, joined and knit together. Jointly fitted together and compacted by which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Maketh increase, everyone say increase, growth of the body to the edifying of itself in love. Here's what's crazy. When we're stitched together, it produces growth. If the enemy, I'm going to mess with you so hard right now. If the enemy can't get you to sin, he'll get you to be mad at your youth group. He'll put you at odds with your youth group. He'll put you at odds, you ready for this, with your parents. How many, can, you, can we be honest? I'm going to be the first person to raise my hand. Who's ever had an argument with mom or dad? You lie, you fry. Some of the adults in the room are pretending like they never had a fight with their mom and dad. I'm 42 years old. I don't fight with my dad. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I'm 32 and I still got arguments with my parents. What? That's right. If the enemy, listen, if the enemy can't get you to sin, he'll try to get you to be distracted and upset at a brother or sister in Christ. Because when we're joined together, it produces growth. A growing youth group is a unified youth group. I'm going to try to help you this morning. A a growing church is a unified church. And the, listen, the enemy has a very clear job. John 10, 10, kill, steal, destroy. That is his clear motive. Kill, steal, destroy. I have prayed countless prayers over my students. I've prayed prayers over this camp that God would help you to see how valuable valuable you are to his kingdom. Very specifically, help these students to see how valuable they are to your kingdom because the enemy is trying to kill it. The enemy is trying to just like steal every piece of joy that you have. He's trying to kill your reputation at school. He's trying to kill your reputation in the youth group because he knows if we can just be a little bit joined together because when 
two people gather for prayer, and then three people gather for prayer, and then four people gather to prayer, it, it all of a sudden creates this effect where growth is exponential. And then four turns into eight, and eight turns into 16. You know what's crazy? It makes no sense for grass to grow in January, for grass to grow in Wisconsin in, in December. It makes no sense. It doesn't, but let me tell you this. They got lawnmowers out there in the middle of January. They got lawnmowers out there when everyone has given up on the grass, when everyone has given up on your story, when everyone has given up on you in the youth group. You can grow. Grow, pack, grow. I'm, I'm here, I'm going to cheer you on this morning because you can grow. Even if your dad says you're never going to amount to anything, even if your mom says, well, it's only going to last, you know, another week, but you're back from camp, you can grow. You don't have to look like your surroundings. It may make sense for you to be backsliding, but you don't have to. It may make sense for you to give up on the whole church thing. It may make sense. You may have every excuse in the world to give up, but I'm, I'm cheering you on. Grow, pack, grow this morning. You can. Remember I told you about the grow lights? Here's what's so cool. It does not make sense for grass to grow in winter. But because of these lights that they put on the grass, it tricks the grass into thinking that it's warmer and the grass will grow because of that light. When the only thing that makes sense is pain. When the only thing that makes sense is bitterness. When the only thing that makes sense is confusion, depression, turmoil. Psalm 119, 105, David said, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Here's what's, I'm going to give away the, the plot of the enemy. You can stand, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to give away the, the plan of the enemy right now. Satan loves to use just enough truth to get your attention. He uses just enough truth to get your attention. I know what you did last week. I know what you said last week. I know who you messaged last week. I know, I know this, I know that. And he gets your attention and says, you can't grow because of this. And there are truths that we're faced with that's reality. There are, there are lies that the enemy will tell you. I, I, I told you that I was going to try to lead from a place of, of transparency and honesty. Can I just be honest? I'm going to be real. For years, for years, the enemy tried to convince me that because my parents were divorced, I would never amount to anything in the kingdom of God. My parents are divorced, and I prayed that God would, would fix them. I prayed that they would get back together, and that didn't happen. And I know for a lot of you here, I know at least some of you, that's your story. And you've got blended families, and you've got mom and dad aren't together, and I've worked with enough students to know that that gets, it gets weird sometimes. And you're trying to figure out, who, who, where am I going to go for this weekend and that weekend and, and this holiday and that? For years... The enemy tried to say, you're not going to amount to anything. And he uses truth to say, you can't grow. You're not going to grow. But let me tell you this. I had to look that in the face. And I had to say, devil, I don't care. 
I don't care the lies that you're trying to tell me. I'm going to let your truth of your word saturate my heart. Let me tell you, let me tell you something else. And I'm going to get just right in your face this morning. For years, the enemy tried to tell me, Seth, because you go to a small church, you will not amount to anything. I'm just being real. And he used just enough truth. Was my, was my church, was it a lie? No, I went to a really small church. I remember times where I had service in my living room. I remember times when, when people didn't show up. I remember when I thought we were going to have this really huge event. And I just love going to camp because there's a bunch of people here, but I know what I was facing when I went back home. He used just enough truth to say, because of this, you can't grow. And I'm here with a mandate from heaven to shatter those lies. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you've been plagued with in your mind. I don't care your family makeup. I don't care your story, what you've struggled with. I don't care the sin that you've, you've walked into this place with. God is here to deliver. He is here to set free because you can grow. You can leave this camp changed. You can make this week permanent. You don't have to go back to the same way it used to be. You don't have to go back to the same sin that you carried with your whole life. You don't have to go to the same dark place in your head when you leave home. You don't have to. You can grow. You can change. As we... As we make our way down to the front, I believe God is going to do something supernatural. I want to invite all of you to come down to the front right now. Make room if possible. You know what gets God's attention? Who gets God's attention? Honesty. Honesty gets God's attention. Because if I were to try to convince everyone, I've got it all figured out. I've got the mic and I'm the preacher dude for the morning. And my whole life is figured out. My whole life is perfect. Liar, liar, pants on fire. That'd be me. I'm just being real. And so there have been times where I have come to the Lord bearing my soul and I have said God I don't know how you're going to work this out God this, this whole deal with my crazy chaotic family you got you to do something with my family because they messed up let's be honest everyone's got a little bit crazy in your family if you don't think that you do you're probably the crazy one in your family <laughs> but I want to I encourage you this morning something very simple and it's going to take you just taking a couple minutes to focus. All eyes right here. All eyes right here. God's going to do something supernatural today. And here's what I want you to do. I want that thing that keeps coming to your mind, whether it's your family or that sin or that thing that happened to you, whatever that is. Everyone's got something that came to your mind when I said that. Whatever that is, I want you to surrender that to God. That moment might be painful for you. 
because it's easier to try to control that and fix that and figure all of that out than to say, God, I can't, I can't change it. I trust you. That moment could be very painful for you. That moment could be challenging for you. But let me tell you this, it's worth it. It is worth it because you, my friend, can grow. You, Lexi, you can grow. You can grow. You can grow. I want, we're gonna, I'm, and I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm done. I'm gonna let this go in here in a second. But I want every single person here to take just a couple minutes to say, God, this thing, I don't know, I don't know the result. I don't know what's gonna happen. But God, I trust you and I'm asking you to give me strength to grow in spite of it. Is that, is that clear? Can I be any more clear with that? I'm asking you, God, to give me strength to grow in spite of that. So right now, all over this place, I want you to just lift your hands. And I want you to have a conversation with God. Lord Jesus, right now, I surrender to you what I cannot control. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus, what I cannot fix. I surrender to you the thing that happened to me right now, Jesus. It was painful, it hurt, it has caused turmoil in my mind, it's caused turmoil in my family, but right now, Lord Jesus, I surrender it to you. Right now, Jesus, I give it to you, and I'm asking you, God, to work strength. I'm asking you to work a miracle in my family. I'm asking you to work a miracle in my mind. I'm asking you to work a miracle in my heart. God, I can't fix this, but you can. You, I, I can't give myself strength, but you can. Help me to walk in the Spirit every single day. Help me, Lord Jesus, to have supernatural strength. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you strengthen